Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden, and I want to welcome you to episode 244 of my podcast, Who's Paying Attention? Um, it is about, it's almost one in the morning, and I am listening to uh, some beautiful music. People ask me about jazz. How do you, how do I find jazz? How do I find the music I listen to? And a lot of times it's I'm listening to one person. That turns me on to someone else. That turns me on to someone else. So I'm listening to a great album by an artist named Kendrick Scott Oracle. And the the album's called A Wall Becomes a Bridge. Wouldn't that be great if that was political policy? Anyway, it started with Robert Glasper. Anyone who knows me knows I love Glasper. He's a brilliant musician. Also, great sense of humor. Very cool guy. But... I first heard him, I got into his trio, check out a record called Double Booked by uh, Robert Glasper. It's fantastic. And also check out any of his black radio albums, uh, Grammy winners. Now, from from Robert Glasper, I met and heard a guy named Derek Hodge, brilliant bass player who's actually going to be an artist in residence at the Monterey Jazz Festival this year. So that's that's a big deal. Super talent, super talent. He has a record called The Second, which is like this whole introspective thing that he did. And they're together on um, on a record by a group called R plus R equal now, um, collogically speaking, which is a word that Glasper made up, collogically, having to do with a musical collage. It's actually a pretty good word, and it's an incredible record. But anyway... So one led to another side. So, so now I got to Kendrick Scott Oracle. Um, why am I starting my podcast with this? Well, you know, it, here's the thing. I love doing the podcast. I love talking to you people and I love even more and I'm surprised at how many of you listen regularly. I really, I do appreciate it, but man, I wish we had something new to talk about. So, Um, Speaking of walls, as you know, baby hands, um, the wall is his thing. And as you know, there's no loyalty. So he just fired uh, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. You know, she's the one who claims that she didn't have the kids put in cages, even though we actually saw the kids put in cages and it was her policy. And then they tried to blame it on Obama and blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit, right? But she got the same reward anyone in the Trump administration gets. He fired her, threw her under the bus. I don't care. She's going to get a job with Fox News or some think tank or something like that. She'll be she'll be fine. But here was the thing, you know, now Trump lied about that. Okay. He lies about everything. The numbers, the numbers are, I would say staggering, but this is my point. Um, I was working with and talking to a sociology professor, a man named Barry Glasner, who wrote a brilliant book about fear. You should look, look for that book. Um, but anyway, He said the thing about Trump's lies is they've become normal. We when he first was elected, there was a lot of talk. Don't let this become normal. Don't let this become normal. Well, guess what? It is normal. So 
there's all different numbers. Um, Trump averages 15 lies a day. Uh, Trump has told over 8,000 lies in his first two years. And the thing is, you know, it's one thing the lies about the migrant caravans or the lies about the, the, um, the lies about the, the trade, you know, whether it be with Mexico or China, you know, some of these things, the trade lies, it might not even be lying. He's just stupid. So he doesn't know any numbers, but there are other lies that you, you just wonder like, why even do it? You know, once again, he said his father was born in Germany. Now that it's very simple to check. Uh, his father was born in the Bronx. His father wasn't born in Germany and, and, he keeps saying it and the, the, I don't know if it's even fascinating, but his followers are okay with it. That's, you know, that was Barry's point that lying doesn't hurt Donald Trump. It doesn't matter what lie he tells. It doesn't matter who he lies about. It's normal. It's accepted. And there is no, there's no penalty for it. He just lies. So, we, and when I say we, I mean the United States, our society. Remember, Fox News is the most watched news in America. Okay, don't get it twisted. Don't think that if you're lucky enough to live in California or New York or, or one of the blue states or a more liberal area, don't think that this is unusual. Okay, we're the ones who are unusual. This is the norm. This is America. America, some bit, some bit, he say dad from Germany. Some bitch from Germany. I don't care if he's born in the Bronx. He's from Germany because he said it. Some bitch, I got a gun. I mean, that's it. That That's our country. Let's not pretend we're any more than that or any better than that. Okay? We are a giant fucking Walmart. <laughs> that's, that's all we are. And lies, the president lies don't matter. And people say, what about the children? What about the children? How do I teach the children not to lie? You don't. You don't because the lying works and and it's what's done. So I honestly, I don't know me, teach your kids to be honest. But if they come back and say, well, the president lies every day, then good luck explaining that. I don't I honestly don't know how. And, and you know, his whole it's not just him. It's the whole party. It's the entire Republican Party. Lies, hypocrisy, et cetera, et cetera. It just doesn't matter. There is no, there's no bottom and there's no penalty. So now we have Pete Buttigieg. Um, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I, I may be wrong. But he is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And... Um, and he's openly gay. And he called out the Pence family. The, you know, you know, Pence has a huge problem with gays. And he called them, called them out on their hypocrisy because the Pences are those people who say, you know, being gay is a choice because, you know, it, okay, let's start with the fact, why do we care? Why are we so hung up on who people sleep with? That's my first problem with it. But yeah, you choose to be gay because you want to be persecuted, treated as second class, maybe beat up walking down the street and so on. And so all the joys 
of being gay. Who wouldn't choose that, right? It It is what it is. People are what they are. But anyway, Pence is one of these idiots that thinks um, it's a choice. So what uh, Pete said, what the, <laughs> what the governor said was great. He said, well, you know, if being gay is a choice, um, it was a choice made by someone with a much higher pay grade. Okay, meaning that God made the choice. And he said, if you have a problem with me, you don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with my creator. Okay, which was great. But of course, Karen Pence, oh my gosh, Karen Pence is so, so upset. So she said, uh, she feels she's being attacked for her religious beliefs. And she said, quote, I think in our country, we need to understand you shouldn't be attacked for what your religious beliefs are. And I think kids, it's always about the children. And I think kids need to learn that at a young age, that this is okay. What faith people have, we don't attack them for their faith. She forgot to put, unless they're Muslim. She forgot that part that, you know, if they're Muslim, then it's okay to attack them for their faith or for wearing a hijab or for being terrorists or for fill in the blank. That's, you know, if the, you can't, you can't, I mean, this kind of hypocrisy and bullshit. But again, this is the normal. These lies have become the truth to the point. And, and Trump is the master when he tells a lie and you point out the truth. He calls the truth fake news. So he actually calls you a liar for telling the truth to his lies. And you know what? It works. That's the thing. It works. Um, more bullshit from Republicans. Candace Owens. For those who don't know, if you don't know who Candace Owens is, you're lucky and you're living a good life. Candace Owens is a black Republican woman. The one they pull out when Diamond and Silk are just too ridiculous. Diamond and Silk are two shucking and jiving black women who are Trump supporters. And it, listen, they make a lot of money. They do. They go to Trump rallies and blah, blah, blah. They, I would say look up Diamond and Silk, but do yourself a favor. Don't. So Candace Owens is supposed to be the one who is credible and intelligent. I don't know her background. I'm not even going to. There's no need to look it up. She's full of shit. She is what used to be known as a house nigger. Okay. That was the slave that believed in Massa so much, supported Massa so much. He would turn, he or she would turn on other slaves and back Massa up. Whatever Massa said, they felt sick. If Massa was sick, they were sick. How you doing? We sick, you know? So this is, she's just a modern day house nigga. She's, um, instead of being a slave, she's works for Republicans and Massa is the Republican money. So they, the, the Republicans like having a black woman because then they can trot her out and show her and say, look, we got a black woman. Look, it's right there. Yeah, black woman. We got one. And this is what they tried to do in a congressional hearing on nationalism. The, um, the House Judiciary Committee is having a hearing and they want to talk about the domestic threat that is white supremacy. Remember, white supremacists have killed more Americans than Muslim terrorists. Did you hear that, Mrs. Pence? White supremacists have killed more Americans than Muslim terrorists. Okay, outside of 
outside of 9-11. I'm talking about the mass shootings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so the Republicans bring Candace to, I guess, you. this is what, if you're accused of supporting white supremacy, you show up with a black woman, right? That's the theory. Only problem is uh, Re- Representative Ted Lieu, a congressman from California, <laughs> said, why would the Republicans bring Candace Owens? And then he played a little tape of something Candace Owens said. Now, um, I guess I have to read this to you. I, it's better if you listen to it. But basically what Candace Owens said, quote, and, and I'm editing this down. I'm not editing. I'm not going to explain to you why I'm editing. I ain't got two hours to read her bullshit. <laughs> she said, I don't have any problem. She was talking in England, okay, to the UK, to people in the UK. She said, I don't have any problem with the word nationalism. I think the definition gets poisoned by elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, at least in America, is Hitler. He was a national socialist. But if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. Okay, I'm not going to read any more than that. Stop and listen to that. She said that if Hitler had stayed within Germany to make Germany great again, it would have been okay. Yes, she was okay with him killing hundreds of thousands of Jews. She was okay with him being Hitler. As long as he didn't cross the border, it's okay. You know, as long as he keeps it at home. Um, Why the Republicans would bring... Now, remind, mind you, These same Republicans will also say that they support Jewish people and that they support Israel. And, you know, if Hitler hadn't traveled, he'd have been an okay guy. These people are just horrible. They're they're horrible as human beings. I don't I don't know. I can't understand them. I don't know. Is the money that good? Is that why you do it? Or are you just a bad person? Is there some deep internal hatred you have for people who were different. If you're Candace Owens, do you have that deep a hatred of yourself that you would be this puppet for them? I I honestly don't know. Uh, This is why there are sociologists and psychologists. Let them work on it. I'm just calling her an asshole. (laughs) No, I'm going to go a step further. She's a fucking asshole and she's full of shit and she's a horrible person. Um, Christian Nielsen is a horrible person. You're you're a horrible person. You're okay with putting people in cages. You're okay in separating families. You're 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 an immigrant. Make no mistake. Okay, she spells her name K R I S T J E N. That's not the American spelling of Kristen. That there's some fern shit. That's from Ferner. You put J in Christian, some bitch Ferner. See. You were an immigrant. Your family were immigrants at some point. You missed the cages. We were legal. No, you came over before we had background checks, computers, international communications, etc., etc., that we have today. That's all. I'm not going to go into that. You guys know what I think about that. Now, on this hypocrisy thing, I, I have to say it. 
it's not just the Republicans. The Democrats and black people have been horribly, horribly hypocritical in Chicago. Lori Lightfoot was elected mayor of Chicago. Lori Lightfoot is an openly gay woman, a lesbian. During the victory party, she kissed her white wife on the podium. And that that's amazing. And people are like, oh, that's the new America. I mean, oh, that's the new America. And we're accepting and this and that. Now, here's, here's the hypocrisy. And this I've talked about this before. And I don't even know, like, I, I can't do it. I haven't done a joke about this because I don't know how to make it funny. The hypocrisy is black churches. Black churches supported Lori Lightfoot. She wouldn't have got elected without them. Big leaders of black churches said that she's the right person, blah, 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 blah. These same black churches, and if you go to the black church, it is run, when I say it's run by women, I mean they're doing the work. Here's the problem. They're not in charge, okay? Um, More than two-thirds of a typical black congregation are women, but when you look at the leadership, it's all men. It's all men. Um, The National Baptist Convention won't officially say women cannot be ordained as pastors, but it, quote, does not offer specific support for female ministers. They don't allow women to be pastors. They don't allow women to be bishops. They don't allow women any positions of power in their churches. These are from big black churches to small black churches. They don't allow women to run the church. And when it comes to being gay, at best, they are don't ask, don't tell. They don't recognize you, your sexuality. They uh, treat you as a second-class person. You're not allowed to talk about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's horrible, and it's hypocrisy to, to, to be black and to discriminate against people because they're women or because they're gay is to forget the horrible discrimination that you have, uh, as a black male, deal with every day, that you've dealt with all your life. That is the history of being black in America. It is unbelievable that this is true. Um, But she did it. Lori Lightfoot did it. And the reason she did it is because of her policies. Her policies. Uh, They say there's a tradition of pragmatism in the black church in which congregants ultimately care more about a leader who can deliver than one who can quote doctrine, okay? And um, someone said, quote, child, I could care less who you date. I just want to know what your policy is going to be. Now, that is great. I love that. And I think that's the way it should be. But when you say I could care less who you date, you should care less. You should, shouldn't care who you date, not use who you date against you or treat you as second class within the church because of who you date. And that's where the hypocrisy lies. I don't know how we get past this. I don't know what the solution is. I congratulate Ms. Lightfoot on being mayor. Again, I say, wouldn't it be great if we didn't even care about her being a lesbian? You know, like it used to be you were the the black everything, right? Like like Tiger was the first black golfer or um you know, what you're you're you know, and they they kind of stopped saying that. 
wouldn't it be great if we stop saying what your sexual orientation is? Wouldn't it be great if it really didn't matter? Unless you're hitting on somebody, who cares? Well, apparently everyone, but except for you guys, my listeners, my podcast listeners, because y'all are cool. Um, okay, let's go to sports. And I'm sorry for that sigh. I'm not... I'm not tired. I'm tired of the same things. Kyle Korver, who is a white NBA player, plays for the Utah Jazz. He played, he won championships with LeBron in Cleveland. He played in Atlanta. Basically, he <laughs> he works with a lot of black people. He plays in the NBA. And he wrote an op-ed. And he called for white people to take responsibility for the sins of our forefathers. That's a quote. Sins of our forefathers. He was a member of a team in Atlanta when Thabosophilosha had his leg broken by police in New York. And the police was, it was the old big black guy. You must be a criminal. You don't belong at this expensive hotel. We gonna bust you up. And then, oh shit, you're in the NBA? Hmm. Thought you were a little tall. Yeah, anyway, so this is some of what he wrote. And this, this is, this is uh, how should we put it, woke. This is written by a man who gets it, Kyle Korver. Quote, what I'm realizing is no matter how passionately I commit to being an alley and no matter how unwavering my support is for NBA and WNBA players, I'm still in this conversation from the privileged perspective of opting into it, which of course means that on the flip side, I could just easily opt out of it. Every day I'm given that choice. I'm granted that privilege based on the color of my skin. That's a beautiful thing to say. That's a beautiful realization. And I so appreciate him saying it because what he's saying is that if you're white and you are involved in this discussion of discrimination or, or the, you know, the, the whispers, the, I shouldn't say whispers, the talk of reparations, which are going to go away before the election. But, you know, any of this, what he's saying is, well, I choose to be in the conversation. I don't have to be in a conversation because I'm white. If you're black, you have to be in the conversation because it's your life. If you're Latino, if you're other, you have to be in the conversation because it's your life. He says he has the privilege, there's that word, the privilege of opting into the conversation. Thank you, Kyle Corver, for, for being another NBA player speaking up in a place that you're not supposed to because you're just supposed to be a dumb jock with a great jump shot. By the way, he does have a great jump shot. The man is a, a three-point shooting assassin. He's a killer from three-point range. But yeah, that, that was uh, great. Okay, um, speaking of sports, and and again, I'm you know, I love you guys for listening. I have people say, "Stop apologizing, Lonzo. Stop. Just do your podcast." I apologize for the sameness of our news. I wish we had something better, but good news, great news. Congratulations to the NCAA champions, Virginia on the men's side, Baylor on the women's side. The NCAA tournament, I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing in sports. Two championship games. The women's game decided by one point. The men's game decided in overtime. These kids are pimped by the NCAA. 
They should be getting paid. They're taking advantage of. It's a shame. But when it comes to the games, these kids play their hearts out. I love it. I love watching them. The, even the losers, it'll be a lifetime memory that you played in that game. So kudos, and I salute them, and congratulations to the winners and the losers. And I ask you, as a fan, don't buy any jerseys or paraphernalia or anything. Don't spend any money because none of it goes to the players. It goes to the NCAA. It goes to the schools. It goes to the coaches. It goes to blah, 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 blah. Everyone except the kids who are out there busting their ass. So just applaud them for what they do. It's great. On another note in sports, Magic Johnson quit the Lakers. What? What? I know. The the words Magic Johnson and Lakers go together like left and right. It's just a thing. But because the team is such a mess and because the ownership is such a mess, he quit. So they still got LeBron. And uh, I don't know what LeBron's going to do over there. Look, You know I'm a Clipper fan. I love the Clippers, but I love LeBron. And the Lakers are a storied franchise, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, what a mess it is. Um, good luck. Now let's go to stupid. Why? Because this this here Merck, some bitch, stupid is always fun. So two Arkansas men, and, and I honestly don't know how, um, I don't know how these aren't Florida guys. These guys belong in Florida. Maybe when they get out of jail, they'll move. Charles Ferris and Christopher Hicks were sitting on the porch getting drunk. And they shot each other with 22 caliber rifle while wearing bulletproof vests. See, one of the idiots, um, let's see. Ferris told Hicks to shoot him while Ferris was wearing the vest. And then it hurt. So Hicks put the vest on and Ferris shot him. Then they tried to come up. Now, two idiots are sitting there with a bulletproof vest and and red marks from being shot. And they tried to tell the cops it was a hunting accident, this and that. And one of their wives came out and said, the two idiots are drunk. They shot each other. And the cops (laughs) locked them both up. How's this not Florida? I, I, I don't know. I think you should be you do some shit like that. I think you should be required to move to Florida. And my final thing, and this this is when stupid becomes tragic. A 10-year-old boy taken to a Los Angeles Children's Hospital in critical condition after car surfing on top of a car with his parents behind the wheel. Okay, so car surfing, if you haven't seen this stupidity, People stand on moving cars, okay? You've seen it in the movies where people grab hold of a moving car and they hold on, and that's the movies. That's stunts. It's set up. Professional stuntmen and stunt women doing a job. No. The people try to do this. Now, these people who have moved into criminally tragic stupid, they're 10-year-old kid on the roof of their car. They stopped the car, hit a bump, whatever they did. The kid fell off the car and he fell in front of the car. So they ran him over. The parents ran over their own child. Fortunately, he wasn't killed. He wasn't paralyzed. They didn't break his spine. But they broke a bunch of other bones in his body. And he, I don't know how long he's going to be recovering. So um, don't take your kids car surfing. But if you're stupid enough to go car surfing, by all means do it. Because as Darwin said, we must 
thin the herd. So if you think it's a good idea to stand on top of a moving car, and you're an adult, go do it. Please, please go do it um, and, and take your friends because, yeah, maybe we can get rid of a group of you. <sighs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to me rambling. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for your support. You know, I was in Vegas last week with Brad Garrett and a lot of people who listen to the podcast and listen to Wait, Wait showed up. I'm going to be on Wait, Wait this weekend, by the way. We're recording in San Antonio on Thursday, and it'll be uh, Saturday the 13th. I will be on Wait, Wait. And, um, you know, it'll give you something to listen to while you're doing your taxes because Monday is April 15th. you got to get those taxes done. Following weekend, the uh, 18th, 19th, 20th, I'll be in Philadelphia. Great city. Haven't been there in a long time. So that's coming up. I appreciate you. Who's paying attention? You are. You people are the best. You really are. Feel good about yourselves. Thank you. Thank you.